could praise him at home. You could praise him in your living room. You could praise him in your kitchen. Lift up your voice. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And give God a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. I feel the Lord here in such a wonderful way. I feel like I have a word from the Lord. You tonight also. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 1 through 2. 1 through 2. Reading. I have another added objective I, on my resume today. Got a call that there were a bunch out. I am now a murderer. I murder. Philippians chapter 3, verse number 1. Bible. Rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Won't you say that with me? Beware of dogs. Wives, I'm not talking about your husbands. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision. I want to just stop right there and we're going to preach on that thought. Beware of the dogs. Would you just shout that? Beware of the dogs. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We live in a world that is full of dogs. And some dogs bring joy while other dogs bring frustration. There are some that love dogs, and there are others that can't stand dogs. There are good dogs, and there are bad dogs, and the Grogans have had both. There are dogs that listen and are obedient to the master's call, and there are other dogs that don't listen and don't obey their master's call. Some even live at the Grogan house today. There are dogs that are quiet and there are dogs that make a lot of noise. There are dogs uh, that are potty trained and house broke and there are dogs that are not. Over 24 times the Bible makes references to dogs. From dogs eating unclean flesh to dogs licking the blood of Naboth and eating the flesh of Jezebel to the dogs being dumb and returning to their vomit. Even in Revelations chapter 22 verse 15 the Bible said for without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Dogs are found in the same company as whoremongers and murderers and idolaters. Needless to say that when the Bible refers to dogs, it's not referring to man's best friend. No, it refers to a dog in the negative light. It refers to dogs in the wrong company. 
in the wrong atmosphere, in the wrong situation. Paul admonishes us in verse number two of the 13th chapter. He said, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of the concision or beware of division. So Paul went a step further and he said this in verse 17 of the 16th chapter. He said, now I beseech you, brethren, Mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ but their own belly and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Can I preach to somebody tonight? There is an enemy out there that does not like you. There is an enemy out there that wants to kill you. There is an enemy out there that wants to destroy your walk with God. Can I tell you, he cares nothing about you. He wants to take you out. He wants to destroy you. And Paul said, mark them that cause division among you and avoid them. Anybody that tries to derail your walk with God, Paul says, avoid them. Anybody that will whisper into your ear, you don't need a pastor in your life, you better learn to avoid them. Anybody that'll tell you, you don't have to go to church you don't have to pray. You don't have to fast. You don't have to read your word. You don't have to bring your tithes to the Lord. It's not important. It's not a big deal. It's not essential. Church is not essential. It's not a heaven or hell issue. You don't have to listen to the pastor. You don't have to give an account to anybody. Live the way you want to live and dress the way you want to dress. But you have a pastor tonight that's back again behind this sacred desk. And I'm here tonight to tell somebody, I'm here for your soul. I'm here to fight for your soul. And I'm here to tell you, you've got to avoid them. You've got to run away from them. You've got to beware of the dogs. You've got to beware of the evil workers. You've got to be aware of them that want to try to divide the body. Beware of the dogs. Oh, I wish tonight that I had somebody that loved this truth. I wish tonight that I had somebody that loved this life. I wish tonight that I had somebody that loved this Jesus like I do. I wish I had somebody, anybody that wasn't afraid to pray in public. I wish I had somebody that would worship God without a fear of others and what they would say. I wish somebody would just break loose and give God praise and give God worship and make a declaration I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it's the power of God unto salvation I wish there'd be somebody that would learn to praise God on your job 
to praise God at your school, to praise Him right there in your living room. I know you don't have this sanctuary to worship in. I know you're not with a bunch of body of believers, but you got a home that you can turn in to a spiritual sanctuary and you can lift up your voice and you can raise your hands and you can create an atmosphere where God could move. Oh, would you clap your hands under the Lord? Would you give God a shout of praise in this place? I am of the opinion that if God can, or if dogs can get in and wreak havoc upon lives, I guarantee somebody that you give me a young person filled with the Holy Ghost You give me a Holy Ghost man, a Holy Ghost woman that gets this infused in their spirit. I'm going to tell you, we can wreak havoc on hell. We can destroy the very works of the enemy by our praise and by our unity. United we stand. In God we trust. If one could put a thousand of flight, two can put ten thousand of flight. When we get together, when we get united, nothing can stop us. Verse 3, Paul says this. He says, For we are of the circumcision, which worship God in the Spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. You see, there was an issue that was trying to get into the church to wreak havoc amongst the early believers. There were some that felt that only the Jews could be saved. There were some that believed if you weren't circumcised, you were lost. There were evil workers. There were men that was trying to cause division. Dogs in that day that tried to stop the church. And the apostle Paul makes this statement. He said, you better listen up. He said, I've done it all. I've seen it all. He said, if anybody could brag on themselves, Paul said, I could. That's what Paul was saying in in, in chapter 3 of Philippians, verse number 5. Paul says it like this. He says, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. What are you saying, Paul? Paul saying the dogs try to derail me. The dogs try to get me sidetracked. The dogs try to get me offended over this and over that, but I count them all but dung. It doesn't mean anything to me. I've suffered the loss of all things, but it doesn't matter. I've had it all. Prestige, power, position, but that doesn't matter to me. The only thing that matters is that I want to win Christ. So my question to you is this. What's this mean to you? 
What's this worth to you? Just something we do on Sunday? Or we just tune into a live broadcast, live stream, eating popcorn or food or multitasking while you're watching the church? What's this mean to you? Can I tell you, there is a real enemy out there that wants to trip you up and discourage you and get you offended and lose your focus. Get you worried about wearing masks than putting on Jesus Christ. There's an enemy that wants to keep you focused on social distancing when you should be worried. How can I get closer to him? How can I seek his face? This world cares nothing about you. Listen to pastor. Beware of the dogs. They may look harmless. They may look friendly. They may look attractive. But once you give it to them, once you go near them, once you give up something, they'll seek their teeth in you. They'll grab a hold of you. And it won't be long until you start eating with them. It won't be long until you start hanging around with them. It won't be long until you start doing what they do and, and talking and acting the way they do. Pastors trying to tell you, you got to run away from them. You got to avoid them. Beware of the dogs that try to take this away from you. That scream, it's not essential. Can I tell you, it is essential. Jesus Christ the relationship of God. It's the most important thing that you'll ever have. You need to learn to say, God, if I'm in the church, I'll worship you. But if I'm in my living room, I'll still worship you. If I'm at my job or the grocery store, wherever I am, I'm going to be a worshiper. I'm going to connect with you that I may win Christ. That's what I want to do. That's my goal in this world. That's my goal in this life. I want to please God. One day I want to stand there face to face. And I want him to open up the book of my life. And then I want him to open up the Lamb's book of life. And I want him to find my name. I don't know what you do or what you want to do, but... I just want to keep my name in the book. Some look after all the powers and, and all the gifts of the Spirit and, and they want to have all these supernatural powers. I could care less that the devils are subject to me. The only thing that matters in my life is that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. What's this worth to you? What does this mean to thee? Oh, would you lift your voice with me? Oh, would you lift your voice in this house? God, I, I want to win you. Everything I've gone through, every trial, every obstacle, it does not matter. I count them but dung that I may win you. In the forest of northern 
Europe. I read this story a few years ago. I may have told it before. I'm getting older. I repeat stories. And uh, number one, I, I understand that. But number two, I got the mic so I can repeat those stories. But I heard of a story that in northern Europe in the forest, there lives a tiny animal called the ermine. And he's widely known for his snow white fur. And the ermine takes tremendous pride in its pristine pure coat. Hunters can't catch an ermine. Dogs have difficulty in catching the ermine. Yet hunters know that an ermine prizes the whiteness of his fur even above life. And so hundreds of years, fur hunters have taken cruel advantage of the ermine's nature to keep its coat clean at all cost. So the hunters find what appears to be the ermine's lair and in the cleft of the rock or the hollow, they dab the lair's entrance with filth. Meanwhile, the dogs are circling the lair at a wide perimeter, gradually closing the circle and the ermine senses the presence of the enemy and flees to the lair. But when the ermine finds the entrance to the lair tarnished and tainted, the animal refuses to race into its now filthy refuge. Rather, the ermine will turn its back on the filth and it'll face the dogs. He preserves the purity of his coat at the price of his life. He would rather be stained by the blood than to be spoiled by filth. The ermine is a symbol, a symbol of the high cost of purity. There are dogs out there that are trying to take you out and trying to spoil you and ravish your life. John 10, 10, the thief cometh not for but to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to destroy your coat. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to kill your relationship with God. He's a dog. Beware of the dogs. Don't let him take your dedication. Don't let him take your convictions. Don't let him take your compromise. Square your shoulders back. Make up your mind. You might destroy this body. You might even kill this flesh. But you'll never touch my spirit. Turn your back on the world. Turn your back on offenses. See, I'm going to tell you, a lot of you may never have any temptation to drink from the bottles of alcohol. Some of you may never have the feeling or desire to put drugs in your veins. Some of you may never murder or lie or cheat or steal or even commit adultery. But you'll let offense get in there. And you'll let bitterness get in there. I'm preaching to you. We only have a small window of time. God has given us a window of time. And we can't just push this off for another service. We can't just say, I'm just going to wait until I come back to church. No, you got to make up your mind right now. you got to make up a decision right now in your home. As for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. you got to let the offenses go. I know it's hard. I know they may not deserve to be forgiven. But you deserve 
to live. And you've got to make up your mind. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what's right. My marriage depends on it. Can I tell you, just because you go to church, just because you live for God, does not mean your marriage is going to be just a floating on clouds. And There's going to be times where it's work. There's going to be times where she annoys you and you annoy her. But you got to cowboy up. And you got to fight for your marriage. You got to fight for your family. And you got to fight for your kids. Can I just tell you, I tell our church all the time that parents listen to pastor. Let me meddle just a little bit. You're not called to be your kids' best friends. You're called to be a parent and not a carnal parent, but a godly parent. A parent that'll stand up and say no in an unpopular time. A parent that'll say, uh, you, you better not hang around them. You better not stay out too late. You've got a curfew in my home. Don't you dare let your kids say, well, I'm 18. I'm 21. I'm tw- I could care less your age. If you're under my roof and you're using my AC and you're drinking my water and you're eating my food, you're going to listen to what daddy says. Daddy says we're going to go to church. Daddy says we're going to live for God. Daddy says we're going to do what's right. And I'm going to give you some boundaries. I'm going to give you some fences. Not to hurt you, but to protect you. To protect your tomorrow. Because there's dogs out there. Can I tell some of you, your ministry depends on this. Anybody for this life? Anybody for this Jesus? Not only did the the Bible says a thief cometh not for to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have life more abundantly. I don't know about you tonight, but it's time to run to an altar. It's time to run to Jesus. It's time to beware of the dogs and look to the Lord. Because the question is, what's your coat worth to you? What does Jesus mean to you? I'll tell you for me, he means everything to me. God has blessed me above and beyond that I could ask or even think. And I have gone through trials and situations. And lately have gone through this COVID-19. One of the toughest things that I've ever had to endure. And I remember on March 22nd, the last time I stood behind this pulpit except this morning, and I preached a message that Jesus was coming soon. It seemed like the attack from hell started, and I got sick on the 23rd, 24th, 25th. It just went on. Fevers from 101 to 104. I couldn't think straight. Mine was, I wasn't right. I didn't have much strength. But I'd play worship music. I'd listen to preaching. I'd listen to the Bible app, but I'd let the Word of God move in my heart. I'd FaceTime my girl, and, and she would sing for Dad. 
And I'd hear her in the other bedroom travailing and interceding for daddy. And I'm here today because of the mercies and the grace of God. Not by my own merits, not by my own talents, but I'm here because of a God that showed me mercy. How dare me to trample under my feet the blood of the Lamb to try to please this flesh. I could care less about prestige. I could care less about power and position. I just want Him. I just want God. I want Him in my life. I want to be saturated by Him. Paul said that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering, being made conformable unto his death. He said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Moms, dads, young and old, What's this worth to you? Make up your mind. I will not allow anything that will come in my life to derail my relationship with God. I'll push down associations. I'll push down relationships. I'll throw down jobs and promotions. The only thing that I want, the only thing that I hunger for, the only thing I desire is that I may win Christ. Would you lift your voice right now? Would you begin to pray? Come on, where you're at, where you are. Would you let God know? I'm going to live for you, God. I'm going to do what's right. Come on, make a bold declaration. I'm going to live for God. And give you my hope. Pray God over my hopes. And give you my dreams. Pray God over my family. And give you my Help us, aspirations. God. In this Take uncertain time. Help us run to you. And give you my doubt. Come on. Come on. I give you my fear. Would you spend a little time? Would you spend a little time in prayer? Would you let him know? God, I choose you. I choose you, God. I choose you, God. Still I will follow. Oh, come on. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I feel a drawing of the Lord. I feel a wooing of the Spirit of God. I'll follow you, Lord. Oh, God, search my heart. Search the cracks and crevices within. Still I will follow. Purge me, God. Create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. 
I want to have a godly home. I want to have a spiritual home. I give you my dream. I want to break the curse of the past. And I want to reach forth to the blessings, God. I choose you that I may win you. Come on. I give you the things I want. The things I hold dear. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give you my heart. I give it to you, God. I give you my dream. I give it to you, God. I give you my Everything I have. Everything I possess. Take everything. I give you my doubts. I give you my fears. I give you the things I long for. The things I hold dear. And I have decided. And I have decided. And I have decided yes. to take up my cross to follow I you, follow. Lord. I want to follow. I have decided. <laughs> I have decided. And I have decided. Hallelujah. To take up my cross to follow you, Lord. No turning back. No turning back. No turning back. I'll take up my cross to follow you, Lord. I choose you, God. No turning back. I choose you, God. I choose you, God. No turning back. No turning back. Hallelujah. I'll take up my cross to follow you, Lord. And I have to Praise God. You know the great thing about God. And I have to And the great thing about the Word of God. You search it. I have to Every time where God. Pronounce judgment. Cross, he always you, gave Lord, a way out. I have Even to the seven churches. When he would say, consider I your works. Consider what you did. And I have Even the church of Laodicea. When he said, you're not hot, cross, you're not cold, you're lukewarm. You, and because you're lukewarm, he said, I'll spit you out. But he ends with, if you'll just repent, if you'll turn from your ways, and you'll embrace my word and my statutes and my commandments, then I'll forgive you. Can I tell you, you're not too far gone. You may be far from home, but you're not that far that God can't touch. This message... It's for every backslider. For everybody that's ever made a mistake. 
for everybody that has ever made a wrong turn. I realize there's a world that says you're a failure and you'll always be a failure. But I believe the word says something like, Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. For when I fall, I shall arise. God believes in you. You just have to believe in Him. God, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. I'm praying, God, for a supernatural work in every home, every family, every marriage, every kid, every young man, everybody, God. I'm praying you do a supernatural work in their lives and let them make that bold declaration that they're going to live for you. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night Bible study.